What's going on, guys? This is Lamarock here. We've transferred the old school fuck wittedness from YouTube here onto Anchor. So, thank you for tuning in. If you've just stumbled across this somehow, thank you for uh, looking for me or searching for me or discovering who I am. Hey, guys. Yeah, uh, this is an outlet for the dancer still known but acting like he's formerly known as Lama <laughs> moving on to uh, different things for the time being but still continuing to dance uh, tune into the show to hear about all things random and ridiculous banter about all sorts of different stuff but we'll always try to keep it street dance related stay tuned Oh, 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 and let me add, hip-hop related. Peace! What up, guys? So, if you haven't already tuned into Drink Champs. Almost lost it there, guys. Sorry, I've only had four hours sleep, talking shit all night, and I'm still talking shit this morning. Did an hour podcast prior to this one. Um, You need to check out Drink Champs or drink champ whichever it'll pop up uh you can find it on a youtube channel called play.it which is a new broadcast uh, uh podcast broadcasting uh network um but i've already watched a few of the interviews on there i've watched um uh raekwon in its entirety and now i'm currently watching ice tea there's this whole furore about you know a certain uh rapper I won't even bother naming him, you know, sounding suspect on the show, but who, who gives a fuck, you know, like, it's like, there are gay people in hip-hop, so stop being homophobic, you fuckwits, you know, it's just fucking, get your facts right, you know, you're homophobes, but if you are homophobic, uh, shit, sorry man, but yeah, and a lot of them are very nice people, a lot of them are fucking bitches too, you know, <laughs> Like my cousin <laughs> But guys You know If you're tuning in And you're a b-boy Or a b-girl Or you're a street dancer And you know You you, you know who I am and, and Well you've just discovered Who I am recently Right One thing That I find As a uh, A b-boy A dancer Involved in hip hop That came up um, in the, uh, I'm an 80s child, but I, I came up in hip hop from officially from '98 onwards. The old era, we were like heavily invested in hip hop, and competitions were just a, 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 a thing we would go to because that's where we could all we could meet with like-minded people. And we're talking about pre, pre um, uh, YouTube era, pre social media era, so. To really find out about something, you had to really find out either through word of mouth or picking up a flyer. It was a different world back then, you know. And you know, and and it was funny. It's like it was a sit-down kind of event. It wasn't where like everyone was standing up and dancing together. Yet we did experience things like that. And uh, um, so our connection, our cruise, fresh socks, seven dollars, Mighty Zulu Kings. You know, all in different parts of the world. We we were involved in in the you know when 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 b-boying or breaking was heavily in the hip-hop era or heavily involved with hip-hop i'm supposed to say 
Whereas now, you know, maybe it's because of my, you know, my age. I'm 34 now. We're going on to 35, and then this year, you know, and 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 this is my major. You know, this is my, as the Japanese would say, senmon. You know, this is my senmon. You know, there's like 50, 60 year old dancers here in Japan, and they're still making a living off of it. You know, very, very few, but you know, like, it's 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 a respect, it's a respectable career here. Yeah, it's a respect. Respectable career, of course, it might not get you as you know, paid as much as uh, you know another normal job, so to speak. But it's becoming normal. There's normalcy in it here in Japan, which is pretty amazing. I'm from Australia. For those of you who don't know, I'm Filipino Australian, so my roots are from the Philippines. And you know, it's uh, it's weird to say that I don't really feel or see the hip hop anymore in the commercial realm of b-boying or breaking. Or as it was in the 80s, known as breakdance, which in itself was a, a celebrated period of 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 the of the of our art form, our culture. It, it enjoyed, you know, mass critical acclaim and success as a as a as a dance art form of hip hop. You know, I'll be commercially, you know, and here we've got another cycle of commercialism coming in, and. I'm one of those dudes who was like, man, yeah, fucking oath, you gotta go for that commercial, you know, you gotta eat, it's gotta reach these heights, you know, but there always needs to be a counterbalance, so don't get me wrong, I'm not dissing, you know, overground or commercial kind of instances of our dance, but you know, like, I'm also thinking there needs to be a focus with the underground, and this show, Drink Champs, is just one way where you can hear these OGs talk where they're celebrated, where they're being saluted for the work they've done for their culture, you know? And that happens with b-boys as well and street dancers, but I think the way that it's all tied in to hip-hop and, and sort of just the regal, the majesticness of it all is just something that the b-boy world and the street dance world need. Hey, yo, 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 massive shout-outs to Angie Ray, King of Uptown 79 and Positive Gaming Show. Heck, it's only been like 30 minutes or less than an hour of this podcast existence. And I've already got some fans. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Guys, man, seriously, you know, as much as I have, perhaps you could say, appropriated this culture we call hip-hop, which, you know, it's funny, on Wikipedia it had been written as a folk art of the americas you know or america like a folk art man you know when i think folk art i'm thinking folk music i'm thinking like john denver and such you know what i mean you know but then you know that's perfect right now because john denver then you're listening to this artist named most deaf if you don't know who most deaf is check him out yasin bay um, from Black Star, he's got this one of my favorite, one of my most favorite songs from him, uh, produced by DJ Honda, is uh, "Traveling Man." And you know the original lyric is um, "Memories don't live like people do; they always remember you, whether things are good or bad. It's just the memories, right?" But going back to folk music, if you know John Denver, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's John Denver. I'm gonna have to research it just to double check, but he sings a different version of the same song. I'm not saying John Denver, I'm saying most deaf of Traveling Man. Instead of memories, don't live like people do, he sings, I'm leaving on the net. 
on a jet plane I don't know when I'll be back again Excuse my singing voice, I'm obviously not a singer But yeah, you know, like Just watching this Drink Champs We're bringing it back to the Drink Champs, guys Like, you know, shoutouts to uh, Noriega N-O-R-E, yeah um, And um, DJ EFN Like, it's crazy, like I'll be the first one to admit it. I wasn't really a big fan of Noriega's flow, but he was hot shit, you know, during that period of, of, of time in hip hop. If I'm correct, he was coming up like uh, mid to late 90s through, you know, Tribe Called Quest. He, had, he was on a lot of tracks that were produced by the Neptunes, if I remember correctly. Um, and he had this particular flow. I'm not really good with lyrics, just the songs that I really, really love. But it's like, you know, I had this flow like, no, 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 It's a terrible example right now, but like, he had this real like, what's the right way to explain? Like an off kilter flow, and it was just like, I'm just hearing this song. I'm not even sure if it's him. But it's like. You know, and it's just like what, 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 what. You know, it's just like that was the that was the ratchet shit when I was a kid. You know, it wasn't the the ratchet ratchet shit that you're hearing now. And 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 actually, to find out that like guys like Noriega, these dudes are like real criminals. You know, they've 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 spent time in jail. You know, like. As an Australian, you know, we're not privy to, or I'm not privy to no people that are that hard, you know, like it's not as rough in Australia. We don't necessarily have ghetto ghettos, you know, in, in, in Australia. And, you know, I'm not saying that in a, in a way to, to diss some of these rappers, but it seems like this is actually the reality that they speak about. And imagine then, like, quite candidly, like as if you were there on the drinking table with these people, you know, seeing your idols, your favorites, like Raekwon, my, one of my favorite MCs, for, you know, forever, living legend, Raekwon. But then, you know, even Ice-T, who I know about Ice-T through, through Law, and, Law and Order and in like the original um, Breaking uh, movie, you know, and the documentary that came around that same time, you know, it's like this, this young, you know, like almost, uh, Hispanic looking dude, but he obviously had, you know, he's, I, I would assume he's, he's, he's got African American genetics, you know, like he's got, he's got the looks, got the features without again, you know, sounding like a, a racist motherfucker, you know, cause I'm brown, I'm Filipino, you know, like I'm black, <laughs> so to speak, you know, if you look at my grandpa, he's black, but anyway, like, yeah, hearing these guys talk is just the best. Yo, so the point I'm trying to make is that, man, you know, shout out to a guy like Noriega, even though I wasn't really a big fan of, of his music, it's like, you know, one of the episodes, you know, he he was like constantly reiterating to Fabulous and Jadakiss, you know, like, you know, like, the whole idea of celebrating OGs, you know, from his generation, you know, in a new generation and remaining relevant, 
and you know that you know that that that, that they or we should be saluting these guys who we consider our heroes and you know in his case they're, they're, they're his peers a lot of these guys he interviews but then you know you get dudes that who are like from way way early in the game of like rap and you know like this episode with ice T, and you know ice T, it's crazy like you are you listening to this dude and i don't know him for a bar of soap i don't know his background i don't know like how real of a gangster he really is you know or if he's just an actor or if he's both regardless to like actually in a you know i've seen interviews of this guy this guy's like a ice cold pimp man like in one documentary about hip-hop i seen in another one he's like this killer guy you know and you always seen him like sh- um shun on as a in a certain light shun shun well, how do you say this is just basically you know in this particular lens that you see him but then now to see him with some real a real basic setup you know of, of good cameras it's not even edited well sometimes um there's just a whole lot a lot of bottles of Ciroc on the table and there's all these guys crowded around you know you, you really feel like you're in some some hotel or some apartment where where um, drink champs happens and you really feel like you're a part of that that conversation you know that that chat that he's, he's saying and I don't know if it was just me and my upbringing but when we would have drink ups we never really had drink ups in in uh you know me myself personally had these drink ups like my my old my old folks used to you know where they'd sit around a table and they'd just be talking you know like i'm used to like getting wasted while partying and dancing you know um and it wasn't until i went to the philippines that i really realized that this is very yeah and i'm sure it's the same with other cultures but like you sit down and drink as opposed to being active while you're drinking and man to then hear these like crazy stories from ice tea and he's dropping you know like facts so-called facts and 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 you know like and i believe him i'm just saying so-called facts because i don't know i don't know but he's delivering them um with just such character like just you feel like what he's speaking is the truth and and how he drops um things about you know uh, gang codes and you know etiquette and methodology and you know gives examples of of you know how that was happening in his career and it's just it's amazing and you know i think b-boys um and dancers we already do that and you there's a lot of youtube channels where you can see some of that but i think you know like to have like a real you know good sit down of there's something about alcohol you know when you have alcohol and you're starting to get a little bit wasted sometimes these dudes are rolling blunts around man rolling it and you know and smoking it and passing it around in the studio and sometimes i mean eating pizzas and fries and shit like fabulous and jada kiss where it's like people start to open up in different ways that it's not you know it doesn't sound so premeditated doesn't sound so professional it's just really candid and raw and i think that that kind of candor that kind of you know conversation needs to happen more with dancers about topics that we don't necessarily hear you know so 
be on the lookout, you know, let's, we'll see who we can get on this show, like new up and coming dancers, young hungry tigers, you know, I guess you guys could call them, you know, freshmen in America, like in Australia, we don't, we don't have that college terminology per se. Um, but you know, getting OGs, you know, I'd, be, I'd love to get Alienness, our president, Mighty Zuli Kings, on here, and, and even Melbourne and Australian hip hop OGs to talk about dance, how it was back in the day, and hip hop culture back in the day. Just you know, and, and, and really celebrate our own because it's like we've got a history too. Why does everything have to be so Amerocentric? Notice to you guys, love yous. Yo. And they keep on coming. Shoutouts to my parallel universe and go baller FFS. This is Lama Rock from $7, MZK and FSX. If you don't know what that stands for, that's the fresh socks. I got some fresh socks on right now. Shout out to the fresh socks guys. Damn, what just fell? Something fell there. Oh, I think it's the, the sweeper. All goods, bruh. All goods. We will not let that interrupt us here on Lama Rock's podcast. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, yo, Bruno Mars. Language warning, guys. What a fucking sick cunt. Yeah? Not only because he's like Puerto Rican, Filipino, American, or Filipino, Puerto Rican, American, or whatever, like... But you see that and heard that uh, track, the new, the, seen the new clip of um, his song Finesse with Cardi B? Shit. This dude's bringing, like, even the way they filmed it and, like, how it really feels like, um, S, uh, is it S-Video? Super, what's the video format? Do you know the video format? Just, what, uh, what's the video format of that? Um there's a name for that particular it's it's just it just really feels like a 90s clip yeah, yeah. in beta cam. beta cam yeah you know the old broadcast quality you know and man like the tribute he does to what's the name of the show another in living color in living color and just the dancers he's got some of the you know the i think the digit they're from the jabberwockies just you know just basic grooving and vibing and it's a lot less move based and it's more about the vibe and the jig you know and it's like is this motherfucker gonna bring back new jack swing single-handedly like when he dropped treasure the first thing that came to mind is like oh no hell no like fucking this pop guy used to be from motown he's just like biting um uh, what's his name? Snoop Dogg's sensual seduction or sexual eruption, you know, like the whole old VHS. But then I was like, no, but this is actually a fucking good song, you know? What does it say? Sexy girls is a, is a sexy motherfucker. So, so shit like that. And then, dun, 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 dun. give me all, give me all, give me your attention, babe. And then they do that dance in the breakdown with the whole band. Really 80s, like cameo. Uh, freaking Earth, Wind, Fire, Earth, Wind and Fire, Midnight Star, all of that old boogie, you know, funk, disco funk. He he brought it back, you know. And then his performance, uh, where Beyonce like slips. I think that was at the the Super Bowl, maybe or something. Twenty four. It was either twenty four carat or the other one. That was the other famous um, single. That's why I like. 
that's what I like. Maybe that, 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 like, whichever it was, yeah. or was it Uptown Funk? Could have even been, been Uptown, Uptown Funk. Yeah. But like, this dude was dancing. I'm like, damn, Bruno Mars is fucking fresh, motherfucker. You know, I just don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm just fronting, guys. I, I love pop, man. I'm a fucking, I love pop. It's just, I'm Filipino, yeah. Like I'm true blue Filipino. <laughs> I love, I love my pop. And uh, yeah, so the thing is, it's like, if this dude's going to bring that back, you know, if he's really keeping us here in this sort of 90s revival that's been going on for almost 10 years, and he's taking us deeper, and he's taking us like closer to like late 80s era now, you know, we're talking about, if I'm correct, if my memory serves me correctly, we're t- he's taking music back to... Um, that style of music that Teddy Riley and all those R&B guys adopted. You know, R&B, like hip-hop, you know, it evolves with the times, you know, and where, whereas, like, maybe hip-hop might be pioneering a, a, a particular street sound, R&B was doing it for those who sang, but, like, R&B was taking hip-hop rhythms and beats, and so New Jack Swing was a style that was, was created, you know? It's like, if this is going to bring it back to the 80s, are we going to go back in between that buffer of, let's say, Treasure and Finesse, and will B-Boys be coming back in a major way to, you know, the pop diaspora? You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's the right way to say it. Because, fuck, I'd love to see a sick backspin and a sick, you know, double rock into a nice knee rock. Jeffries! What? They're not gay? Of course they're not fucking gay, and even if they were, who gives a fuck, yeah? Not saying I am, but, you know. It's like clickbait, bro, you know? Like, you know, you do it with, like, what you say at the start of your podcast, you know what I mean? But I was having this conversation with my boy Hui here, guys. Check him out, Backseat Ballads. Um, We've got some uh, uh, mixes, radio slash radio show style stuff on Mixcloud.com. Poggy Salsa is the one that I do, and we do a collaboration, and, and it, you know, helps expand my music knowledge as well as playing different music that I don't usually listen to, you know what I'm saying? But we were talking about how certain dance choreography groups, yeah, for a long time, like us B-Boys, we would like, even though I had lots of friends that did this, this so-called hip-hop dance, you know, like, we're like, that's not hip-hop, man. Justin Timberlake's not hip-hop. Like, the fuck, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm digging in that. What's the song that nerd, uh, that the Neptunes produced? I got to notice what I like. You got a front face. Like I love you, you know? The breakdown's my favourite. Maybe the flowers. I just want to look back. It's like so Pharrell, you know, like that's Pharrell's fucking melody right there. But yeah, you know, like I had friends that was doing that, you know, and I was even I liked it. I liked that, you know. But like the that sort of keep it real bullshit hip hop b boy cat in me was kind of like, you know, that's not real hip hop. Don't be calling it hip hop because. It's not hip-hop. And it's true, it wasn't. And thank God they changed that whole, like, idea of it being hip-hop into urban choreography, you know, just to give it its own name. Because it wasn't quite, you know, professional street dance. Uh, sorry, professional jazz 
dancing, you know, like when you think jazz, you're, you're thinking like Catherine Zeta-Jones in Chicago, the movie, you know, hey, big spender, dun, dun. or when they would put like, because mumbo was hot in the times, according to Mr. Wiggles from um, Rocksteady Crew Electric Boogaloos, you know, like he was saying like back in the day in the 80s or maybe it was 70s, mumbo was one of the, still one of the hottest street Latin dancers. So, you know, it was, of course, being incorporated into jazz, jazz fusion, jazz funk, whatever you want to call it. So there's this thing, right? Going back to this friggin' sound bait. Here's one. What? He's not gay? Is that in these competitions here in Melbourne, particularly, well, I mean, in Japan right now, but I mean, we're talking about Australia, there'd always be that group or those groups that would do a like three minute showcase and they'll always have this little sort of like feminine segment where they would act like really prissy and you know for lack of better words gay like quite literally gay like put the shirt up you know from underneath and tuck it through so they had like you know like a bikini looking thing on and they'd parade around like a woman you know and there'll be like a sound skit like Oh my God, boys, he's so sexy, or some something like that, you know. And as a judge of these events, you'd be like, "Ah," oh, or you know, they just start to get real tedious. But what is it about these groups that do it? And so we were doing a breakdown of it, like a kind of a, a retrospective analysis on the past fifteen, twenty years of watching your friends get up on stage and act gay, <laughs> but they're not gay, you know. Or maybe they're yet to come out gay, but it's like most of them were islanders or filipinos or a mixture and it was just like what is it about these guys that that need to do that and i think it's a cultural thing guys you know it's it's this whole like maybe being in touch with the feminine side you know we just released a a, a radio show mix called dem keeligs and if you look it up it's just been uh, included in the recent oxford um whatever you call it um thing like it's actually now part of the oxford dictionary keelig because there's no actual real like english translation of this feeling of love you get you know so back to like this whole gay thing it's like you know not saying if you love someone you're gay but like you know this sort of less masculine edged vibe would come from these dances and i think it's it's an awesome thing and i'll just quickly bring this up before this segment ends but I know in the West Coast for the poppers, there is a style called lady style. And it's like a real masculine way to dance like a woman or even whacking, punking for that matter. Do your research, guys. Yeah, like embrace. What up, man? Positive Gimme. I just want to say thank you for that support. I really appreciate it. Keep doing your thing. Peace. Your shout outs to the Positive Gaming show there. Be sure to support him and check out his channel too. Also, shout outs to Solar Kai for favoring the station. Crazy, 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 crazy. Um, we were talking about feminine dance by men. And, you know, I remember back in 2006, it was uh, B Boy Summit X in uh, LA. And, you know, that was just, you know, We'd heard about this this event. It's kind of like a festival. You could consider it a festival by today's standards. It was like a week long um, event of like workshops, panel discussions, um, battles, 
theater performances and all sorts of other stuff that wasn't only just about one particular style of dance but many you know it was one of the first events i went to where there was like b-boys poppers uh you know lockers and then you know at that time in the mid 2000s this was 2006 yeah you had houses you had like um whackers you know you had just people from all around the world congregating just to dance and it was like just the hottest shit at the time and it's a shame to see that go down because it was really pioneering and, and you know like perhaps that that conversation about celebrating and saluting our own through you know drink champs is what we definitely got to do to like keep our culture alive you know like and not be too you know saturated with commercialisms and and people who could probably benefit more from the cultural aspect of um our art form anyways like i took if you've seen the movie breaking or breakdance there is a, a woman i forgot her real name i believe her surname sanchez uh lollipop sanchez she's the the cool uh she's probably you know correct me if i'm wrong she's she's probably mexican um like she's definitely a hispanic dancer i i think and she was the whacker in the in the team with uh pop and pete and pop and taco electro rock were they i think that was their name but yeah badass she was badass and you know she's in her like i think 60s now 50s or 60s and when i saw her in the workshop i didn't take her workshop because i was taking pop and pete's but in this studio that we were down on hollywood boulevard or somewhere wherever it was I remember walking past her um, studio and she goes, If you're not gay, don't whack gay. If you're not a lady, if you're not a woman, don't whack like a woman. If you're a guy, you whack like a guy. And then she would give an example of um, Shabadoo from Breaking as well. You know, one of the... Uh, the uh, the Campbell lockers, the original lockers from the, from the early 70s. And yeah, she said that, you know, Shabadoo changed the game because he was, I guess at the time, not gay, you know, and he made, brought this real masculine edge to feminine dance, you know. And then relating it back to like, you know, these, these cultures that, that have a sense of femininity, you know, it's, it's definitely something that you know these were these were kids that we were seeing on stage 10 years ago like 13 14 years ago and 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 even now as adults they'll still chuck it in albeit in a more um you know mature way but it's something definitely that peeps need to you know embrace like you know like even if it's a means to like just getting that kind of feeling expending that feminine energy man do it like you know who you are you are who you are so express yourself and i think it's really interesting that uh that that brought to mind the the lady style in popping because you don't see that anymore popping has changed like a lot of our traditions and the style of of dances change just like changing trends and there's a lot of chopping and changing and re-editing and you know they're really literally ciphering you know our our dance they're turning uh it making it their own which is important we need to embrace that with the next generation but i think many a good lesson can be learned from the old school and the triple ogs and and i think there's also a lot that we can learn too from 
um, reviving certain styles like lady style so yes embrace the divine femininity it is now approximately 1 20 p.m osaka time japan and i'm just cooking up lunch we got some instant noodle with uh scrambled egg we're gonna chuck it in there uh then I gotta pick up my daughter from kindergarten in a couple of hours. So we're gonna wrap this one up. Guys, you know, I, I had this channel called, uh, or this show called Old School Fuckwit on YouTube. And, you know, during that period of time, I was going through some difficulties. So I was coming off as like a real, like, you know, deliberately doing it and even naming the, the, the show that Old School Fuckwit, you know, like acting like a like a obnoxious bitter old school guy you know it's still something i'm coming to terms with because i don't feel like an old school guy because then that makes my old school guys like what ogs triple ogs you know and, you know okay, it took a while to get to to get used to that idea that like there's actually people out there referring to me as an og as an old school guy like yo yo you gotta chill man but it's the truth it's like oh there's 20 years difference between us in dance you know experience you know i'm only 34 but i've been dancing since i was 14 you know officially in in this style of dance and you know uh one thing i think a lot of older generational artists people in general actually um, have is is that we, we we tend to just knock that next generation just like perhaps you may have experienced from your parents or older brothers or uncles aunties whoever brothers and sisters like you know they just don't approve of how you do things now and then they would bring up how it was back in the day and yada yada this and that and it used to be fresh and it's like yeah you know like it, it's, it's a lot of what you say might be true and you feel it to be true but at the same time we can't just write off a whole next generation for not knowing these things that's really how we should be looking at it yeah there'll be people who will be set in their ways or are ignorant to the fact but if we bash them before we actually try having a conversation with them well good luck trying to get your message across you know and sometimes you've got to be aggressive in your in your um you're obviously aggressive or angry angry or, or bitter because you know you feel like you deserve something perhaps or you know your ego is bruised or you know like these young cats just getting real famous off of the back of what you spent gazillion ten thousand plus hours of blood sweat and tears doing you know and here it comes this kid with born with a silver spoon in his mouth and he's basically just bitting all your shit and just you know and he's making more money than you are on it you know like whatever the case the instance must be you still you know if you're not one to contribute that kind of conversation to like a new generation of dancers for example you know like and if you feel like you you want to or you have to but you don't have the means start opening lines of, com of communication that's why i'm doing this i love teaching dance i miss doing workshops i used to travel around australia and the world in the countries that i had connections in to do like workshops and whatnot but I was no like Red Bull superstar so it was like I was teaching workshops on underground level and I was really writing off the name of my cruise so thank God through recognition of of the cruise um, a cruise name you know 
my crew's names that I was able to survive and work as a, as a, as a dancer. But you know, I've decided to take the path where I'm no longer using my art and uh, or my passion. I don't want to taint my passion for, for any particular art that I do with working and making money from it and it's maybe a belief system that doesn't serve me financially right now but like it's a it's a choice i've made you know but there are ways you know there might be one listener from this this episode that isn't is actually a dancer and if this dancer learns something then my job's done you know you know this you've heard this before a lot of people say this stuff or you know if there's a listener here who is not a dancer but gain some kind of universal truth from what I'm saying, then my job's done. Yeah. It's like I've shared something and it's touched a chord, it struck a chord in a person or lit up a light bulb and voila, now they're inspired to do things and that's what we should be doing instead of trying to bring people down. We've got enough of that shit happening around us already. Let's uplift. Let's keep it going. Peace out dudes. See you in the next episode. Soon.